0: On this episode of Beyond the Budget, we're hanging out with Quinton de Lambert, the co-founder, COO, and CFO of the company Resilient. Ever wonder what it's like to convince investors during a financial crunch or how to handle a CEO disagreement? Quinton's got some great stories for us. Plus, he chats about how his love for sports almost took him down a different path, and he drops some solid advice he wishes he could have told his younger self. Dive in with us and get a front row seat to the life and insights of a modern CFO. Let's get into it. My name is Danielle Keevan. Let's uncover the hidden stories of finance professionals as they navigate money, investment, and growth. Let's look into the person behind the CFO title. Let's go beyond the budget. Before we get into the episode, if you enjoy the show, please leave a five-star review of the podcast wherever you listen. It helps out the Paddle Studios team tremendously and lets us continue to uncover the hidden stories of CFOs.
1: I'm Quentin de Lambert. I'm working at Resilient uh, since three years. I founded this uh, this company um, yeah three years ago. Uh, Resilient is uh, an IT company. We are dealing with uh, the IT management of other companies, we have built a platform to deal with their hardwares and also softwares. For example, some companies are asking us to um, deliver some computers to prepare them and to do the support for, for them also.
0: What kind of day has it been for you today? Like the temperature, the weather, your mood.
1: Actually, I'm in Barcelona, and uh, as weird as it can sound, it's not as beautiful as it is normally. So it was kind of cloudy, uh, kind of cold. But my mood is really, really good because uh, I'm working in a company that I uh, that I love. My weekend uh, that will uh, I will spend uh, will be very nice. So I'm very excited, and we are on a Friday, <laughs> so my my mood is pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Sorry.
0: What are you doing this? week? Weekend. I'm curious now.
1: Yeah, I'm going uh, next to uh, Costa Brava in, uh, in next to Barcelona. Let's say so. It's near to the beautiful, beautiful coast. Uh, the the weather I hope will be nice this time, and uh, we go to a perfect, uh, perfect hotel with my with the family, so with the two kids and, uh, and my wife.
0: Can you tell us, Quentin, where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in France in the countryside near a city called Strasbourg it's near from from Germany so I'm more a countryside uh, guy not a city guy but it has been uh, 15 the de- 15 years that I'm living in in a city so I, I became a, a city uh, city guy and uh, what I've loved uh, in my my childhood where I grew up was to be kind of um uh, independent and do whatever I want in the countryside. So uh, go to play in the in the forest, have a, a house with a swimming pool. So it was kind of, of funny. But when you grew up, want to have more uh, uh, citizen life with uh, to meet more people in the city and to to have a, a social life with uh, in the bars and stuff like this. So yeah, it, it, things uh, changed a bit.
0: And now let's go way back. Can you describe for us your childhood bedroom? was it
1: shared yeah my ch- childhood bedroom I used to have it's really uh, funny the the old bed of my older older grandfather which was the bed of my older father great uh, great father uh, may- maybe it's it said uh, in english great great grandfather and and the grandfather and then my father then it it became my uh, my bed so it was the the first thing noticeable in the in the room also i love um, to have some posters in the wall posters of dragon ball z so from from cartoons and then i love to play with cars so i had a lot of lot of uh, small cars and uh, also um, play mobile and, and lego stuff so uh, but that kind of uh, of child, and so as um, I was uh, not a, a, um, a child alone, but I, I love to play alone. So I did a lot of experience in my room. I've tried uh, sometimes to, to scratch the floor to see under the floor uh, because the, the the kitchen was under my room and I wanted to see my, my parents there but it was impossible because uh, the floor was like this and I've tried stuff like this
0: and tell us about your brother and sister are you still close with them today?
1: Yeah I've got one uh, older brother who is living uh, in in New York I'm really close to him he just got his new uh, baby first baby for him so I'm really uh, really happy for that uh, about that news really really close we exchange uh, most of the time it's hard because uh, he's uh, far away based in Europe but still we can uh, catch up every every week once a week or every two weeks we have the chance to have all of the social network and uh, and the whatsapp and stuff like this that's that's really good and my sister also we are close and closer also physically because she's uh, in lyon in france she's uh, working uh as, a, as an engineer there and she's got co- she comes visit me uh, quite often in in barcelona that's why it's really really nice but she's she's smaller and uh, she doesn't have family life for for the moment uh, but I hope uh, that I will have a uh, new other nephews on that side uh, soon. And what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be uh, an inventor. I didn't know what it was, but uh, I told my parents every time they were asking, what do you want to do uh, later? I said, uh, I want to invent things. That's what the idea when I told you that I wanted to discover things. So I was uh, doing some experience. I really wanted to create things. Uh, from from zero, and I think it's the the thing that is always on uh, in me to create something. When I was young, it was more to create some robot and stuff like this. Now it's changed completely, but it's always that the creation. What
0: were some many inventions you had as a kid?
1: Kind of some robots with the the stuff. Also, I did some experience uh, with all of the 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 product in the bathroom of my parents. So I mixed stuff, uh, d- telling them that I will uh, create uh, like um, some of, um, I don't know, chemi- chemical stuff. I make I-, I didn't know, but uh, I wanted to test stuff and create some, some stuff. So for the imagination.
0: Most of your childhood was during a time when the internet was in its infancy. So was there anything you dreamed up back then that you thought we would have by now and why don't you think we've invented that yet?
1: The thing that I really thought that we would have developed when I was young was uh, the flying cars uh, because uh, we saw it a couple of movies when we were young and a couple of um, yeah a couple of American movies that we were watching and we were like, okay, The planes exist, the cars exist, so it might uh, come come soon. But it doesn't, uh, because we have concentrated on other things, I think, as uh, electrification of the cars, uh, because also the planet needs it to uh, tackle the global uh, warming. I think that's it. And also uh, uh, seeing... um, Many, uh, many, uh, let's say, uh, flying cars would be kind of a nightmare in our sky. And now that I'm an adult and I see it from my new point of view, it would be really, really weird to see these cars everywhere when you are in a, a building, let's say.
0: What subject did you graduate gravitate towards in school?
1: Mathematics-oriented uh, children, so I loved it, and also history. I loved uh, to to study history, and that's why when I um, I, I finished the uh, the high school, I went to um a, a business school, but uh, oriented towards uh, mathematics and uh, also this uh, geopolitic geography, uh, history stuff. Okay.
0: And were you a good student while attending university?
1: Yeah, I, I was not the, the bad guy, let's say. So I was uh, more of a really, um, student that uh, wanted to have the best grades. Always my parents told, told me to have the, yeah, the best grade, to be the good guy. I kind of uh, was that kind of, uh, of student and child.
0: And it seems like you knew you were going to head down the finance path early on in your life. What do you find most fascinating about finance, economics, and business?
1: From what I've I've seen and learned, finance is connected to everything in a company. It's connected to the business. It's connected to the founders or the the C-levels. It's connected to the tech part, if there is a tech part. So you know everything and you you have to know everything to know all of the processes, to know how people are working. If you want to understand uh, and to, to... to pilot the and to drive the the company, or to give the right keys to the CEO, uh, so to where we should go. So it's really really interesting. I've been quite attracted to finance because of the mathematical part, of course, the numbers, but also because I think my in my family, my father he was a CFO of uh, of many companies. My brother went to a business school, so I was kind of attracted by by business, finance, and I I started my, uh, let's say, um, my career, finance auditing. I think it was in kind of my head, and I wanted to to do what my my father, my brother did, and and, um, it was kind of, uh, let's, let's try, let's try to do that.
0: And we all have moments of doubt creep in, whether it's like a blown test or a difficult assignment or a challenging profession. At what point did you feel most tested on your journey?
1: There is many challenges, but I've started my last, but my company, my actual company is three years ago. It has been a a real challenge since because i Got a second child, started a business, and uh, we raised some funds. So it's kind of an unstable position. So everything is challenging, let's say, uh, for me since uh, since yeah, two year and a half. The most challenging now is that we are facing, let's say, uh, an economical uh, kind of crisis uh, in Europe. for For the tech and startup, it's kind of hard. So we try to uh, survive, and this is hard to uh, let's say to to keep. All of the people in the same uh, direction, and having that in mind, that every days are kind of, is our, our kind of uh, hard. It's not uh, what we the, the same economical past that we were uh, three and two years ago. So we need to keep going. So this is really, really, really challenging. And also another big, big challenge and test that uh, I felt in the last. 10 years was my uh, other company that i started and completely crashed it was seven years ago and uh, it was um, in the laundry delivery business so we we did the delivery for all of the the laundry and uh, we were young and tried to i'd say to launch this business and it completely uh, after a year it completely uh, crashed (laughs) so it was it was kind of a difficult moment
0: Right. You've been in challenging moments. And like you said, like some of them, you had some failures, some successes. What is your intrinsic motivation that keeps you going? Like they say, you get knocked down seven times. What is that which inside of you drives you to get up that eighth time
1: and keeps going? Yeah, I keep having the faith that uh, we will achieve something one day. For me, every day, I need to wake up Yeah, to tackle some challenging, to intellectually challenge myself, if not, I'm not happy, uh, I think. So um, I think like that, and that's what is motivating me, even if there are some failures and you need some time to uh, digest it. Then you say, okay, there is uh, another way, there is uh, maybe new things to do, to be happy first, to enjoy, because I think uh, enjoying every day is really, really important for, for everyone. And what is really strongly motivating me uh, nowadays is I want to uh, to have an impact on what I'm doing. So we are trying to build a business impactful to reduce the carbon footprint of fleet management. This is really something that uh, I, need, uh, I have in mind and I really uh, enjoy every day, uh, and that is really, really uh, pushing me.
0: And is there anything you wish you had focused on more while attending school? Like especially going through all these difficult things like did you wish you had paid attention to something else or learned something after the fact that you wish you had known before?
1: Everyone fails and think that ah I wish I've known that because if I knew that I wouldn't have failed but you would have failed in another area or sometimes you knew the stuff the the stuff but you fail you fail because uh, you you need to test yourself. Uh, it's impossible not failing. I think failing is part of you of your day-to-day for everyone, but what makes the difference is digesting these these failures and making something to to grow up this morning, I had a, a meeting with the company, and my message was failures. You need to uh, have failures, not to fear having failures, but to digest them and also to, um, yeah, to, to, to think what you, you would do better next time.
0: And if we go back to your first job interview, do you feel like you nailed it?
1: yeah it was the a job interview for an internship a company named casino in France it I nailed it because I was uh, discussing with my uh, future boss who was really fond of uh, sports and I really really love sports now and uh, among above all football and also running and he loved football and he was a runner so marathon uh, marathon uh, a runner we spoke about sport uh, all during the the meeting the interview so I nailed it because maybe because of the luck of of meeting this guy. But yeah, I will al- always remember this uh, this interview because past many more uh, much more uh, um, interviews that weren't that that good.
0: Can you tell me about your first job? You had in the finance field.
1: Actually, it was. This job was uh, for finance because it was for finance controlling. My first really uh, job, uh, not as an intern, was uh, at uh, KPMG in Paris. I've been, I've started a finance auditing job that I followed during uh, three years. That was really interesting and nice because uh, it's a world where you meet a lot of people, so a lot of customers every week. Your mission, your customer change. Also, your, your team is changing and it's uh, really, really challenging because uh, you're working with a lot of uh, young people. All of them are are starting their, their job in the same time. Of course, you have uh, some managers, but uh, really young managers also. So it's kind of um, doing your job in a funny way. And you learn pretty, pretty fast because uh, you're always understaffed and uh, always uh, you are asked to, to do many things. So you learn pretty fast. It's really, really um, impressive and, uh, and challenging, of course. And I've, I've loved my three years there, of, of course, but then... I was uh, also um I wanted to to create a business at that moment so I really need to to quit it to to start this uh, this business and to to try my ideas.
0: Just before we were discussing some of like life's challenges, but can you describe specifically maybe a significant challenge you faced in your career and how you overcame that?
1: Yeah, my first Big, big challenges was, uh, so when I, I, um, I crashed my first company, I joined another company as a finance deputy. And for me, so this, it was a big challenge to, to move in that company that was a, a scale-up company. In France, it was uh, 120 employees, and after three years, it became 300 employees. But when I arrived, it was uh, uh, still a, a startup-minded company, and I was asked to, um, to help transform it, uh, to, to, to become it a, a scale-up. So the pressure was high, and um, I remember that the, the CEO uh, called me after one week, let's say, and really challenged me a lot, uh, saying, you need to be better, you need to do that, you need to do that and my boss wasn't there he was in holidays and uh, I was like wow, it would be really, really tough. And I knew that uh, I was in trial period, so I didn't, I had to uh, to focus, to stay focused and uh, to um, keep up doing what I was doing, but doing it really better and faster. So uh, I did it, but it was really, really stressful.
0: Were there any mentors early on in your career that helped you out along the way?
1: Actually, thinking of the mentors, it was my, uh, my direct boss, my first boss in my first uh, internship casino, really uh, mentored me a lot of, what I should do later. So I am. Um, I've discussed it with him a long time after. After also the, the internship. So what could I do? What should I? I. I, I yeah. I do after my uh, my school and also my previous in my previous job. My my boss was really really and still is my mentor who is uh, that kind of guy who is uh, successing uh, from um, from himself. Uh, he did a, a great great uh, business school in in Paris, but he was uh, like a CFO of a company, but wasn't trained to be a CFO and he became a CFO because uh, he could do anything so he was a CFO and then he became a CEO on his own so I was kind of impressed by him and he's really uh, like a calm and uh, a nice guy not a shark really uh, like a more of a, a dolphin you can say so I was impressed but because you can be successful not being a shark to help people uh, growing and he helped me grow.
0: What was that person's, I would say, most valuable or um, advice that they've given you that you really treasure?
1: The best advice I was uh, given was to always try to do what I want to, to achieve and not do what people tell you to do. Because it was why I started, uh, uh, I can say, uh, auditing in the first uh, first, first place. I don't regret it, but it was not uh, that kind of job that I uh, I would have uh, felt really good every days. And uh, when I met people that told me, "Okay, enjoy what you are doing, and uh, keep thinking what you want to do, and do what you want to do for for business." So it, that kind of people that helped me uh, to to be where I
0: am. Do you still speak to both of your mentors until today?
1: One of them, yeah. The last my uh, my previous uh, in my previous company, so my my last. Uh, mentor the first one no our ways uh split, but maybe and so maybe one one day we'll uh, talk again and uh yeah it's, it could be possible yeah
0: and did you ever feel imposter syndrome when you became first cfo
1: many times even today i'm not i'm cfo plus also ceo and uh Many times I'm like am I the right guy at this position a lot of people could do that and that's right a lot of people could could be in my position but uh, what I should do is keep inspiring people and keep people uh, in the same page to to deliver what they, they need to deliver because uh, of course uh, many people can uh, can be in your position but I think it's a, it's a strength for me to be uh, to always adopt a on my capacity because for me it means okay you challenge yourself and then you try to ch- to change things and to adapt yourself because if not you are losing it as you are waiting for the things that are coming coming to you and what is the
0: most unusual or unexpected thing you have had to do in your CFO
1: role the most unusual things are from my actual position but also because uh, I'm not only a, a CFO, and so maybe it's not the question, but uh, yeah, actually, uh, the last really weird thing that I did is uh, repairing some laptops for for cu- customers. Let's say But it's part of the of the game. And uh, in my last, uh, yeah, my last uh, position as a CFO in the last company, the really hard stuff that I had to do is implementing a new ERP into the company. And I wasn't ready at all. So I, I needed to become uh, really, a, 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 let's say, a tech and a geek guy. And it was really, wow, really weird for me. Plus, I had to do uh, to deal with the data migration in that um, project. And so I started from zero, zero, zero. But we, we did it. We achieved it. It was hard, but uh, yeah.
0: Can you describe a time when you had to convince other stakeholders about a financial decision that you strongly believed in?
1: It happened for my actual company. Which is a startup, and we are evolving in a really weird world uh, and financial um, financial um, crisis or economic um, crisis. I need to convince the investors uh, to invest in us, so to show the the, the, the figures, not lying but saying, okay, we promise you we will be there in the end of the year. You need to trust us and look at the curve. We will go there. We'll do what we need to do, not to spend your cash weirdly, but in the in the right way. It's kind of daily discussion we have with even investors that are challenging in, in that way.
0: And whether it's anything we discussed today or something untouched, do you feel like there was a specific moment in your life that prepared you the most for your current position?
1: What prepared me... The, the most and what i'm really focused on every day is, is um ever ever understanding the business so from kpmg my first role to uh Agent, my second cfo role to today every time you need to understand the business from from a to z if you want to be a, a, a good cfo and you want to to lead your teams to lead the the company to drive it to pilot it because if you don't know it you don't know what the figures means uh, you don't know why this business is going doing good and this this one is not doing good you don't know why this team is performing and this team is not and i'm not uh, uh, only speaking about um, the sales team also about the, the accountants and people like this you need you need to know everything from everyone not personal uh, stuff but uh, everything in the in their job to uh, to to do your job and that's what I learned from uh, from all of my uh, my past uh, experiences.
0: Could you tell me about a time when you disagreed with your CEO and or other executives and how you handled that?
1: In my actual position, it's every week. So I think uh, as I'm uh, also a co-founder, is uh, it's balanced. So it's normal to have that kind of discussion. But from my past experience so as a, as a CEO, the finance deputy, working directly with the, the CFO and the CEO. I had a recommendation for a project. And when we presented uh, to the to the CEO the, the recommendation and the way we should go, didn't went uh, where I wanted to go. And you know, sometimes CFOs are like a really narrow-minded Blinded, uh, blind, and uh, they want to go in a way, and uh, he decided on on himself, of course. It wasn't a a bad decision uh, from uh, from himself, but I was like, oh, I prepare all of that stuff for uh, nothing. But of course, it's the position you have in the company, and. uh, A CFO is really important to drive and to tell and um, give them, let's say, uh, not to give the answers, but to give their points to where we should go because it's what we advise you as a a CEO, but you, you cannot decide. So you only advise.
0: And you mentioned that sports are your first passion. What is stopping you from entertaining that as a next career move?
1: I would love to because uh, yeah I think a sport is my my first passion. I would love to be more um, coach for an individual uh, person because I don't think I would be the best to let's say to lead a soccer or basketball team uh, which is completely different than uh, working with an individual like tennis player. I would be more uh, a coach for a tennis player or uh, yeah individual uh, people because uh, I think uh, uh, I love to psychology Psychologically help people like individually, saying okay, you should do it like this, and to be really close with the with the people. And uh, I'm not that guy that uh, can uh, push, uh, yeah, all of a team to go in a way and uh, with only my my speech, let's say. And what is one thing you hope your children take away from your career mode? <laughs> I think I will advise them really, really soon to do whatever they want to do, but to do it one hundred percent. So if they want to. I don't know, to become a sport professional, musician, doctor, or whatever, they should do it 100% because they, they need to, to love what they are doing. Of course, they also need to, to know that it's hard sometimes to become what you want to be because uh, being a musician is really quasi-impossible. You need always to also have in mind that uh, there is other things in life that's your passion. There is many things that can uh, make you grow. That kind of uh, stuff that I will uh, tell them and I will tell them that's that's why I became a finance uh, CFO and also an entrepreneur, uh, because I wanted to, to love it. And also because I didn't have the, uh, the level of becoming, a, let's say, a sports professional also.
0: And between a sports professional or an inventor that you wanted to be as a child, which one has preference now?
1: I always dreamed that I still can be a professional, uh, a sports professional. But as I'm, uh, I will turn uh, 34, I think it will be harder and harder, but uh, it's always in, uh, in my mind.
0: If you could tell the you who dreamed of being a sports professional, one piece of advice towards either reaching that goal or how to get to where you are now and avoid certain struggles you went through, what would that advice be?
1: My advice would be push really hard when you uh when you want to do something uh, that you you feel you cannot do you can always achieve what you want to achieve so maybe um what my parents didn't do is uh, not pushing me to 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 become like a a real uh, sports player it's not a problem but um, if you want to achieve something you need to push yourself a lot but still you need to enjoy it because when it becomes hard and it's not your passion uh, it's hard. because many good sports players are not uh, in the in the mood and in the passion anymore because it's other that wants them to be at that place it's really it's really hard so keep pushing on yourself and always uh, also when you fail it's not the end it's normal it's a, it's a step and you should go in the next step Is
0: there anything that you that is important to you that you feel we didn't ask or that you would like to share or that you want to mention
1: I think today is because the 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 subject of the discussion is more around the CFO's position but you know what i really uh, think is in a career now you 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 never stay uh, in the same position kind of uh, Impossible. It's possible some people would stay, but it's more usual, and it will become more and more usual to change positions. So if you become CFO one day, maybe you will be CEO another, and you will be uh, something else in, a, in another day. So I think uh, that's what also what is interesting that we can do a lot of things because also of the the tools, the, uh, the AI that helps us. But always you should like what you what you do.
0: Special thanks to Kim Ton for being on the show remember to leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the podcast. We'll see you next time on Beyond the Budget, a podcast from Pado Studios, dedicated to helping you build better SaaS.